What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Tuesday, December 6th. We are at the end of the fantasy football regular season, week 14, upon us here, and uh, still a lot of work to be done. Obviously, if you're still listening to this podcast, you're in the mix right now. Maybe you've already clinched. Maybe you're fighting for a playoff spot, but we're going to try and get you there today with the uh, final waiver wire of the fantasy football regular season. And, uh, well, it's a pretty interesting group of players. I'm going to start right away, hit the ground running today. At the top, it is James Cook. I'd be willing to go 40 to 50%. It finally happened. They finally took the training wheels off of him last week. And let's be clear. This is not a James Cook 90% snap share, James Cook dominating touches, James Cook true three-down back situation. This is James Cook in a timeshare. But it, that, mind you, a timeshare with Devin Singletary is much better than Devin Singletary just as the clear feature back and Cook as a backup. And really what we've seen is a, a slow progression, a slow buildup to get to this point, which is something that the team even told us in the preseason, they said that it they they were going to take their time with James Cook. We knew they had aspirations for the postseason, and they obviously still do. It looks like you know they're in the driver's seat to at least have a playoff spot, if not win that division. I mean, obviously, right now, after Miami lost, they are in sole possession of first place. So that's great, and I don't expect that to change. I don't expect the, the timeshare to change. Devin Singletary is still going to be used, but Cook gives you more pop. You can find a guy who is flex-worthy or better at this time of year. You go after that guy. Now, I'm not going to make moves just for the sake of making moves, and I'm not going to drop players who are viable options just to add a guy. Like I don't want to give my league starting-level options. I don't want to do that. You know, For example, somebody asked me, Raheem Mostert, would you drop him for James Cook? Well, Raheem Mostert could be the number one guy in that backfield. He was this past week, and that's a potent run game. So, no, I don't want to give that to my opponents. But, uh, you know, I do want to go and get him if I can. Now, the beauty is we probably already added him several weeks ago. If you listen to this podcast, you've been sitting on him for a while, and you don't have to spend 40 or 50% on him. But he is number one this week. Uh, also, widely available still, I'm surprised by this, Zonovan Knight. I'm going 25%. Now, Michael Carter should be back this week. You'll see a split in that backfield, but... When you look at what Donovan Knight has done over the last two weeks, he has proven to be an effective early down runner. He can catch the ball to the backfield. But when you care and compare apples to apples, him to Carter, who is the better early down runner for the team right now? I think it's Donovan Knight, not Michael Carter. So it's something to think about uh, there with Bam Knight. But if he is somehow still available, go out and grab him. I realize that he may not be. Uh, however, Michael Gallup might be. I'm going 10% on Michael Gallup, trending up two touchdowns last week. It's a really nice uh, set of matchups here the next couple weeks. Now, week 16 is not nice. That's against Philly, but he should be in the wide receiver three conversation in the next couple weeks here. Jared Goff, our top streamer of the week, coming off a really good outing and faces the Vikings. Now, the following week is against the Jets, so this is a one-week rental. However, at this time of year, you got to make sure you get your guys you know, especially if your playoff life is on the line, you want to go out and 
who would have thought like Jared Goff? Like I got to get Jared Goff, but you, you want to go out and get him. You got to spend a little bit. So I have 7% and that's, that's a lot for a one week streamer. Uh, Greg Dulcich, 5%, Noah Fant, 5%, Evan Ingram, 5%. If you need help at tight end, these guys could be the help. Of course it is tight end and it's volatile. Uh, Dulcich coming off a very good game. That was the first good game we've seen out of him in a while. And it's not him. We, we know it's uh, coaching and a little bit of Russell Wilson or one way or the other. It's a little one, a lot of the other, or maybe just a lot of both. Either way, the team did come out and say, hey, he's being used more like a wide receiver. That is such an advantage at this position. And we know he's he's kind of a wide receiver anyway. Like That's what he was at the college level, uh, was basically a wide receiver at UCLA. So I don't mind that. 5% on him. Noah Fant really liked the way he's been used here uh, in the middle of the season, coming off of really solid performance last week, got in the end zone, so I like the direction there. And then Evan Ingram. I mean, how many times have we dropped and added Evan Ingram this season? But, hey, he had a good game last week, so why not? Uh, DJ Chark at 5%. Coming off of his best performance of the season, really looks like he's kind of maybe finally in that downfield field stretcher role that we were hoping he was going to be in uh, for a bulk of the season. So uh, I like that there with him. And and Darius Slayton, 5%. The guy quietly has become the number one receiver for that team. And granted, it's not a pass-heavy team. Daniel Jones was pretty efficient last week, I'll be honest there. And Slayton's making plays. He's putting up wide receiver three numbers, so why not? Cam Akers, 5%. Yeah, this is like the bizarro uh, waiver wire this week, but he was the top back last week. He scored two touchdowns. The team is an absolute mess, but he's in a good spot to produce here, so I'm not really going to think twice about this. I'm going to roll with Cam Akers. He passed up Kyron Williams in the pecking order. And so here we go. Let's try it on for size. Cam Akers, just 5% though. Also going 5% on Samaj P. Ryan. I, I mean, Mixon should be back this week. But hey, P. Ryan was a monster last week. He Even if Mixon is back, we have an, an extremely high implied value handcuff. Uh, and love to have those types of guys on my bench heading into the fantasy football playoffs. Because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe Lamar Jackson goes down with an injury because that's exactly what happened there for the Baltimore Ravens. It's being called a PCL sprain, which is is usually about a one to three week absence. I don't know the severity of it, but we should see Tyler Huntley this week. 5% on him. I'd go 20 to 25% in Superflex just in case Lamar misses multiple weeks. If he misses multiple weeks, Huntley's right there. He's like, uh, you know, he'll be a, t- a front-end streamer, and especially in this matchup this week, I uh, really like this spot for Huntley. Corey Davis, 3%, coming off of 10 targets last week. Mike White, the Mike White effect. Mike effing White. Matt Collins, 3%. Uh, he is decidedly the number two wide receiver there for Vegas. Nine targets last week. You know, hey, we know Adams, Jacobs kind of dominate things, but there is a little bit of room, a little bit of wiggle room for Hollins in the occasional weeks. Uh, Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. Now, this one is tricky because Kenneth Walker doesn't look like he's going to play this week. He is banged up. But then again, Homer, who was definitely the number two on the depth chart, was also banged up and did not play last week. So is it him? Is it DJ Dallas? Is it Tony Jones? Hopefully, if you're in this position with Kenneth Walker, you just have better depth on your bench 
already as it is. Because this isn't a, well, next man up, that next man up is definitely an RB2+. plus. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that with this backfield right now. So just be careful there. I wouldn't go much more than 3% on any of those guys. If I had to pick one, it's Homer. I'm fully ready to be wrong on that one, though, in case Homer's not healthy. It's a mess. It's a mess. Chig Aconquo. How about this kid? 3% on him, continues to trend up. Now is running basically the same amount of routes as Austin Hooper. 21 routes run for Hooper this week. 20 for Aconquo makes plays downfield. He basically has a wide receiver skill set and a tight end body. Really like this kid. Now, deeper pickup. I definitely love the outlook in Dynasty, but he could make a little bit of uh, a wave here at the end of the fantasy football season. Uh, Jahan Dotson, 3%. That touchdown was a thing of beauty last week. Has a nice high ceiling. Not going to out-target Terry McLaurin, but uh, trending up at the right time here. Alec Pierce, 3%. I can't really invest heavily in the Colts passing game, but he does have a high ceiling. I'm not investing heavily at all in the Rams passing game, but Van Jefferson is the number one option, at least from a routes run standpoint. So there's that. <laughs> uh, it, it is a mess. It's a total mess there, but we'll do the best with what we can. Uh, anyway, Van Jefferson, deeper leagues worth picking above. Jordan Mason, 2%. He is the McCaffrey cuff. They made it clear, so it wasn't Ty Davis Price. All right, we'll take what they give us. Daniel Bellinger, 2%, got back on the field. Great to, to see him back out there and actually did a pretty nice job in the process. Elijah Moore, 2%. Mike White, Mike effing White, making Elijah Moore relevant. Well, Moore did it himself a little bit too, and he is actually running clearly as the number three receiver. Uh, the biggest role he'd had from a routes run standpoint since the very beginning of the season. Uh, Rashid Shahid, which is tricky to say, uh, coming off a massive performance. Shahid was awesome last night, and he is running. He ran as many routes as Jarvis Landry, and only a couple fewer routes than Chris Olave. So Shahid is the number three receiver for that team, and with his high ceiling, deeper leagues, I love that type of player. Uh, Joshua Kelly, 2%. He is definitely the the handcuff to Austin Eckler. He played a ton this past week. Isaiah Hodgins, 1%. How about this kid? Big body receiver, played for the Bills initially. He essentially emerged as the number two receiver for the Giants last week. You know, uh, Dable has his guys, and I guess Hodgins is one of his guys. Uh, Mike White, 1% if he is out there. Oh, by the way, Alexander Madison, I, sh I should have mentioned him with Joshua Kelly. Just a friendly reminder. I'll say this like every week. Dalvin Cook has missed time in December in two of the last three seasons. So if you have Dalvin Cook, you should have Madison. Uh, Mike White, though, if he's out there in one quarterback leagues, he's going to be the starter this week. He's got that gunslinger mentality. I don't like the matchup this week at all against Buffalo, but I still don't mind stocking up some ammunition if I have deeper benches for the, the uh, stretch run. Uh, don't like to carry multiple quarterbacks, especially six bench spots or fewer. I'm not carrying multiple quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league. But if I have seven or eight bench spots, yeah, I might consider it. Maybe he's somebody to look at. Uh, Brock Purdy. All right, I'm going 20 to 25% super flex. Not worthy of picking up in one quarterback leagues, but he's going to be the starter with Jimmy G out. He's a dink and dunk artist. He's If he can do a poor man's version of Jimmy G, though, he could be borderline startable in super flex. Uh, Bailey Zappi and Desmond Ritter rounding it out. Mac Jones is not playing particularly good football, and he criticized publicly the play calling. <laughs> So maybe we see Bailey Zappi here soon. You could pick him up on the cheap in a super flex league. And the same thing with De Desmond Ritter. Pick him up on the cheap. He's not going to start. They're on bye, so we're not going to see him this week. But if 
we don't see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this week, which they're facing San Francisco. That's a pretty tough matchup, even with Brock Purdy under center. We don't see them win, then Atlanta's still in the mix. If we see Tampa win this week, then we could see Desmond Ritter make multiple starts over the final you know few weeks of the season. Because why would they really? Why would they need to continue with Mariota? It's obvious Mariota is not the future of this team. Like he's doing a good enough job in a tough spot, but you're you're gonna need to figure out if you have something in Desmond Ritter. Uh, the only player who's a hard pass for me is Jack Stoll. He had three for 41, solid performance, but Dallas Goddard should be back here shortly, so not going uh, after Jack Stoll. Uh, the hold list, Zay Jones, two catches, 16 yards. I know that sucks. Suckity sucks, sucks, but he had seven targets, so uh, I'll uh, hang on to him for now. And then two running backs. I want to wait and see what happens over this next week here uh, in week 14, how they're used. Kyron Williams and Jeff Wilson. Both of them took a back seat somewhat surprisingly to Cam Akers and Raheem Mostert. If that holds this week, then both would be cuttable. But it may not. I don't know. So at this point, I, I think it is worth at least, you know, unless, like if you said, hey, should I drop Kyron Williams for James Cook? Yes, of course. <laughs> Or Jeff Wilson, it'd be a little bit tougher. But yeah, I probably would consider it because uh, I, I see the direction of Cook. By the same token, you may not have that that availability. Uh, the cut list, Jamison Williams, yet again. I'm sorry to do this. It's a great story, but he's buried on that depth chart. It's great that he's out there, but this is a 2023 guy, not a 2022 guy. Jimmy G, obviously, uh, out for the rest of the season. Hayden Hurst, already called doubtful for this week with a calf injury. Don't know when he returns, but I don't want to carry him an injured tight end with one week left in the fantasy football regular season. Uh, Sky Moore, uh, he's just too far down in the pecking order to be worth holding on to uh, right now for me. So I'm, I'm not looking at Sky Moore uh, as, as a hold at this point. Uh, your defenses, so if you have any of the following, you're good. Baltimore, Dallas. Uh, Philly, the Patriots, and the Bills. Uh, I don't. I don't want to tinker with defense. There's there's positions I'd love to tinker with. You know, uh, messing around during the course of the season on my bench with running back, things like that. But not defense. Let's not overthink it. These are good defenses in favorable matchups, and in Dallas's case, they're in an amazing matchup. So just don't mess with it. Now, if you don't have one of those defenses, the top-tier streamers this week would be Tampa and Kansas City. Tampa facing San Francisco, getting Brock Purdy. And again, Purdy was fine in the first week, but let's see how he does with a, with a team prepping for him for an entire week. Let's see how he fares this week. So yeah, I'm going after him with Brock Purdy. And at Kansas City, I mean, you're just Denver. <laughs> 3.2 sacks per game, one giveaway per game, number five fantasy matchup. Uh, four defenses. The best of the rest, Seattle facing Carolina. Sam Darnold will be the starter, but I mean, this isn't a very intimidating matchup here for uh, Seattle. Then uh, the Raiders facing the Rams. Uh, the I mean, the, the Rams have just been an awesome matchup uh, this season. So I, I, I mean, it only got better. They, they were an awesome matchup with Matty Stafford under center. They're only a better matchup now with Wolford or Bryce Perkins, whatever they decide to do. Arizona also in play. Mac Jones, as I just mentioned, that the whole offense looks flat. They're actually the number eight matchup on the season, 1.4 giveaways per game. That's the number one thing that I look for. I want my defense to generate turnovers because that's the best chance you have of scoring touchdowns. 
as a defense. So there you go. Tampa, Kansas City, Seattle, the Raiders, and Arizona as our streamers here for this week. Hey, remember, ftnfantasy.com if you want the waiver wire rankings list. You want all of our rankings, all of our tools, all of our content. Go check it out over there, ftnfantasy.com, promo code RATPACK. And don't forget to subscribe to the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast. That is my podcast uh, as well. It's very similar to this podcast. Uh, essentially, it is, um, well, it's uh, it's me <laughs> with different music. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But I do shows over there Wednesday and Friday. So subscribe to that for a ranking show and a weekly preview show. All right, that is going to do it for today. I'll catch you next week. It'll be playoff time, baby, week 15 coming at you. Until then, crush waivers, get in those playoffs, and uh, don't overthink it, man. Usually the simplest answer is the right answer for fantasy football purposes. Also, if you want to troll me on Twitter, you can uh, do so at Jeff Ratcliffe. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.